The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. The fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggan. We won. We won. We won a football game. We won. Hi. And let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. Hi, guys. I'm also really excited that we won. (laughs) I, too, am also excited for the win. (laughs) I I don't have any special dance or anything, but I am excited. Just know that. Um, All right, gang. We are coming off of the win against the Houston Texans. Normally, we do an instant reaction, but we were all scattered across the solar winds. (laughs) We could not be. Yeah. uh, We weren't able to get together to do an instant reaction. We apologize. Uh, We'll we'll tighten it up for the next win. But uh, we are here now, and we are here to talk about this glorious win. We've got lots to talk about here, folks. Lots of players to look at. Uh, lots of stats to go over, some post-game quotes. We've got an Ask Bold fam. And do we have anything else lined up here, Kevin? Uh, I think that's it. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, well, sure, let's yeah. just jump so. right into it. Let's get Nailed let's it. not wait. Nailed it. Let's wait no longer, folks. Let's talk about this guy, this rookie, this sixth rounder out of Georgia that everybody said, how could he fall to the sixth round? What's wrong with him? What did what did what what's what, what's wrong with him? Nothing. Absolutely not nothing. He's not a damn thing, folks. <laughs> he's, he's not athletic enough, is what they said. I wow. don't know what they were get, saying, but they were get wrong, out of here. That's just wrong, the biggest wrong. cop out to not dra- draft somebody. How what do you mean you're not athletic enough? You played at Who Georgia. Give me names. That, I want addresses. Seriously. Starting yeah, left tackle receipts. at Georgia that get was able, had, had like one pressure his entire senior year. And he goes out there and keeps him perfect. Look, I don't he, care if we were playing the Texans and their pass rush is an elite. You still, no matter what, get, getting an, uh, what he did of zero pressures in the NFL is a big deal. You are good enough to play in the NFL at that yeah. position, even if you're playing the worst team in the league. It doesn't matter. That's, doesn't matter. That's extremely impressive to be consistent throughout the whole game like that. 
And Crazy. for those that aren't aware, we are talking about Jamari. Oh, sorry, Sawyer. we buried the lead on that. I know one. we really started going everybody at knew. it, and we didn't. I am sure yeah. everybody listening knows, but we're talking about Jamari Salier, only the highest pass blocking graded tackle in Week Four. Jamari Salier. That's 90.4 over Andrew Thomas, who had 88.5. Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirfs, Trent Brown, Lane Johnson, all subpar comparatively to Jamari Sawyer. To our six-round draft pick. I yeah. went I went back and watched the game again and Rookie. literally just watched him. He got up into that second level during the, when the run game started to take off. He was up in that second level catching dudes. And we finally got the run game going eventually. And I... I'm so thrilled. I'm not happy that we lost Slater, but the fact that we have somebody that is such a huge step over Storm Norton, and we all kind of were hoping we didn't know what we would see, but he showed up, man. Showed up big time and, you know, kept kept our boy clean. That's all all you can ever ask of an offensive lineman. Absolutely. Yes. And and not only was he the highest pass blocking graded tackle in week 4, he was the highest graded offensive player in week four for the Chargers at a 78.6. 40 pass blocking snaps, zero pressures allowed, zero sacks allowed. This guy played out of his mind and play, played like he should have been in that position the whole time. Yeah. It makes me question why we didn't just do this from the beginning, from the get-go. Yeah. Well, like, you have Rashawn Slater, so you got an all-pro well, no, over there. I mean, but since the Rashawn right Slater went down, like, hey, There wasn't man. a place for him, yeah. No, that's what the crazy part, right? He wasn't prepared for this because if he was even somewhat working at tackle, they would have popped him in last week. But mm -hmm. obviously, Storm Norton was the backup. This... Jamari was not even getting reps at tackle, or they would have exactly. put him in. So he had five, he had three practices to prepare for NFL level left tackle play, and he absolutely killed it. Yeah, did a fantastic job. So so happy for him. So proud of him. Yeah, I'm just proud. Yeah. Proud. proud, proud. Of, That's proud a golf clap. Got to got to give him a golf clap for Mr. Sawyer. Uh, Nick Cathrell tweeted out: Chargers rookie Jamari Sawyer said Rashawn Slater has been a valuable resource during this process. Anything he could pretty much press upon me before the game, and even during the game, he was there coaching me on the sideline. He's been there every step of the way. And I don't know if you guys saw this. I, I went back and did a freeze frame, and I'll send you the picture. But he was out. Slater was out on the field, and he ran out high-fiving people with his bad arm. I didn't even see that. No, yeah. no, no. he was out on the field. I, was, I, like, I, had a, I had to pause it. It was on one of the social media posts. I'm like, holy shit, is he... Is he? He's he's coming back this year. He's Get coming back at the end going, of the year. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Start so, honestly, kind fives. of surprised he traveled with the team. I thought he would be home recovering. He just so. had like a black sleeve on his arm. That was it. Hmm. I'll text it to you right now. Well, so the high fives. I'm guessing that's an exercise, you know, because you yeah. got to push up. Got to strengthen with your, with yeah. your tackle. So let's start slow with high fives. Got to strengthen and work our way up. Um, yeah, seeing it's with the bad arm too. I'm messaging you guys right now. This is crazy. Bad arm charger chat send. Okay. Enjoy it. <laughs> While we're waiting for that sweet, sweet text, uh, we also got to talk about Jamari Sawyer getting the game ball at the end of this. I mean, seeing Coach Staley come out. Was and that a real his... size football? Did you guys see the picture of him holding it? It looks like a little nurse. He's ball. a big boy. <laughs> his hands are, must be this big. He was holding it. I looked at it with my dad, and he, dad's like, that's not a real football. I'm like, Dad, I'm pretty sure that's a real football. <laughs> it looks miniature in his hands. It's insane. He's a monster. He's a monster. Wow, yeah, look at that picture. 
There's Rashawn Slater, black you know suit what? on the arm. I think we should probably show five. it. Can we show it to everybody? Can we take a little? Let's take a little. Sure. <laughs> All right, folks. Here is the picture in question. We see the guys coming out onto the field. We see Austin Johnson there, DeAndre Carter. And to DeAndre Carter's left, camera right. That's Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater getting high five high five with his bad arm. With a black sleeve on his arm. So yeah, maybe he's hopped up on some drugs and he's not feeling no pain and able he's to a, give a high five. Get out there and coach and good work. I'm I'm so stoked that they like came together and he's helping him. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear that he's able to help Jamari say, I mean, because we've seen Rashawn Slater's been working with Duke Manny Weather in the offseason and has come out and just, you know, obviously now rookie pro bowler Rashawn Slater able to impart a little bit more knowledge on the new rookie six rounder out of Georgia, Jamari Sawyer, and clearly paying some dividends out there on the field. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, now let's look at uh, our man, our big boy, Justin Herbert. Our big boy. <laughs> has currently, big boy. as it stands right now, the most passing yards through week four at 1,250, a nice round number, 1,250. Uh, more than Josh Allen, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, more than all of those suckers, Justin Herbert, top of he's, passing yards. He's on torn cart, rib cartilage, Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, my butt. He's on pace for over 5,000 right now. Which is fine. That's Healthily what he did last year. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so you know what that means, folks. It's time to vote for the FedEx Player of the Week. We kind of fumbled it on week one with uh, Justin Herbert. We didn't get him that dub with the FedEx Air Player of the Week. This is our chance. This is our opportunity to turn this around and get Justin Herbert the FedEx Air Player of the we Week. We were so good at this last year. We got to yeah. step up and do this again. Like, if you have five minutes, vote, refresh, vote, refresh. Vote, you can refresh, vote, re refresh. vote as many times as you can in five minutes, and then we'll get him this dub. Yeah. If we all just do it, It'll happen. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now let's look at the game itself. Chargers versus Texans. Chargers win 34-24. Killing it in the first half. We had 27 points in the first half versus the Texans. Seven. Second half, though, was a little third, scary. Third quarter was like, what happened? What, what team came out of the locker room? That was insane. Like everything, especially offensively, everything just grinded to a freaking halt. Right. Anybody, anybody that's been a Charger fan for at least a few years felt that pain, felt that like, oh God, no, come on. Oh, like, oh God. Yeah. Come on. Somebody like somebody <laughs> do something. And uh, blessedly, we, we did score in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was Austin Eckler's third touchdown of the day, which was fantastic for him. So glad he was able to pull in three tutties can I but on the running back situation I think yes. I, I'm I'm a little frustrated just as a fan seeing Josh Kelly totally we we could not run the ball until he came in the game at the end of the first quarter he came in the game six yards five yards he was just running the ball like crazy and and got us going got got us some momentum and then and Austin came back in and scored his touchdowns I want to see more Kelly 
Like right he only now, had four carries. Only four carries for 15 yards. He's averaging yeah. six. Like we we need to see more Joshua Kelly His long touches. Six, not the average. He's run so hard, man. Yeah. Like he gets things going. And I I was just bummed that he got in basically one series, got us going, got us our first drive for a touchdown, and you know, for a rushing touchdown. And then nothing like I, I don't understand the coaching on why it became, you know, Sonny Michelle all the second half. He averaged, you know, he was averaging what, two yards. I, I don't know. I think this I think the game turned into let's get the ball back to Austin Eckler. And that's what we all want it to be. He had 13 carries for 60 yards. He the other two it. were backups and that's yeah. what they are. Right. You know, they're change of pace backs and Sonny Michelle. I, it, it, there's nothing special about Sonny Michelle. It, it's what it appears so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately he had that drop last week that turned into a pick. So he's kind of been in a tough spot for me personally. I just want to see Isaiah Spiller. I think he's more of a know, future. Right? He's more of the future of the chargers. Whereas Sonny Michelle is a one year rental. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it kind of seems like a backup backup right now. He's getting six touches a game, kind of like whatever dude type of thing. Look, I'm supporting Sony. I hope he has a great year and then Absolutely. he kills it for the chargers. Right. Just from like a fan, a long-term fan of the chargers. Who's going to be here more than just this year. I want to see what Isaiah Spiller is about. He's, doesn't even get on the active roster every Sunday, which is a, a huge bummer because what we saw early in the preseason, he, he runs the ball hard. He's pretty dynamic. Um, I'd like to get his NFL career started here pretty soon. And yeah, Josh Kelly has been really impressive. I think he's he's been a little bit more fun and exciting to watch with bigger plays than Sonny Michelle has been so far. Yeah, but I, at the end I of the day, the, the story of the Texans game is Austin Eckler is a stud and you got to feed him. Yeah. You have to feed him until later on in the season. You you're in a second half where you can spill him a little bit. He's the guy. Our offense doesn't work the way that it needs to work without but, Austin Eckler. But Austin wasn't getting the ball moving until Kelly. I don't know what he did, what he infused in this offense. We could not run the ball until Joshua Kelly went in there at the end of the first quarter. So but I just like, what is yeah, that? I, Why is I, that? It, it has nothing to do with Josh Kelly, though. That that was our offensive line finally starting to click. Or whatever the play calls were, because I know they were motioning a ton. They were doing like those slash plays where the tight end would come across, kick out the end, and that way, like you said, tackles could get up to backers. Whatever it was that changed with the play calling, it absolutely... I mean, that's why play action started working. Linebackers are coming up. Mike Williams gets hit for a 40-yard pass over the middle. All that everything started clicking once the run started. Now it was, it seemed like Josh, I mean, the first couple of carries that cat, he was like minus, he had three carries for like minus two. It was yards. nothing. It was right. nothing. Yeah. And then but all I just, of a sudden, I think you got to give a little more credit to Kelly than just saying the offensive line figured it out because he was what, running what, up what, the what, middle. What, what long term effect would Josh Kelly, Josh Kelly's two runs in the second quarter have on the rest of the running game? I'm just saying it kick started. Whatever was happening up until like his first run, like, something happened. And once then we finally we got struck, rolling. Hey, dirt. Yeah. Once we finally started going, that was the like, okay. So it's the momentum built it's, more than it's, anything else. It's the X show. So what I'm saying is if X gets in there for the first two series and we're not running the ball, put Kelly in right away. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong that he's Prove not me the, wrong, the fire starter. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am the fire starter. <laughs> So I think that's the move. I don't know. I just, I like watching him run the most, especially yeah, he runs when we want to pound the ball. And, you know, we try to do a lot of these finesse runs where we're doing like sweeps and pitches and they're not working right now. Like they're just, yeah. they're bottling us up. So I just want to see more like between downhill. the tackles, downhill running. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Kelly certainly feels like he's. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, man. <laughs> Kelly certainly feels like he's been the more productive running back out of 
out of the backups this this season so far. Every time he gets the ball, he's he's getting some chunks here and there. Sonny Michelle as as you know been productive, but just I don't know. It feels like Kelly's been more productive, and I feel like he's also earned it. We talked about it, his off season, his changing his regimen, you know, building himself as a better running back. And I feel like he's earning more touches, whether or not they decide to give it to them. It remains to be seen. But as it stands right now, Eckler's the lead guy, obviously, with 13 carries. Had a huge game. Had a great game. Um, And then on the receiving side, Mike Williams broke himself 100 yards, had himself 120 yards. His longest was 50. That big wide open catch was insane how wide open he was. There was nobody around him. Nothing. Um, Gerald Everett had himself a game as well, 61 yards with that opening touchdown. His game felt more impactful than five catches for sixty-one yards. Totally, I feel like it really was, did. Right, it felt like there was more there. He he, like anytime we needed a big play or a third down or something, mm-hmm. it just felt like as you watched the game that he was a bigger part of the offense. Like I even was kind of like, wow, this is like the Gerald Everett coming out show this week. It just seemed like Justin had a comfortability with him that he hasn't had in the previous week. So I think I think running the ball and tight end play are huge in opening up our offense. Um, because if you have to if you have to key on that tight end and bring safeties to help cover, that's going to open up everything for Keenan and Mike. You can't you can't always double you when you have that threat in the middle of the field that makes it really hard to get to the sidelines. So I think I think having having uh, Everett come out is going to be I think it's just going to be that piece that we haven't had since since Hunter Henry left. Right. Yeah, we know Justin Herbert likes throwing it to the tight ends very much so, and we like to see them catch him. <laughs> and so far, Gerald Everett has been pretty successful in that regard. Um, Austin Eckler was the third receiving leader with 49 yards and that touchdown. And then this guy, this freaking guy, we saw them say <laughs> that he was announced he was going to be on the active roster. Michael Bandy is who I'm talking about, who had himself not Good one, job, but Mr. two. Bandy. Two receptions for 49 yards. Ah, yeah, he came <laughs> out catches, ready to play, man. Dude. Right there at the end of the half that set up the field goal. Yep. Yeah. Although one, he just kind of got, I think he was a little too excited. And he tried went to back cut in back was, to get more instead yeah. of getting out of bounds. Right. He got a little excited. But it's it, okay. It's okay. I'm not mad okay. at that. He had, he had a catch for 25 and a catch for 24. That's a big production out of a it, it, backup guy. Average. His average is pretty nice. We'll just say <laughs> the average is start nice. to your career. Yeah. 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 Yeah, good to see Michael Bandy get out there. We all wanted to see him get out there, at least get a couple touches, and he got himself a couple, and they were big touches. Um, and even Josh Palmer came in with a catch for 25 yards. That was awesome to see. He's been a little quiet these I, previous games. How do you guys feel about that? I'm feeling, I thought there'd be more impact, especially with Keenan stepping out for, sure. for the last three weeks. I, right. I felt I'd see a lot more Palmer, but it's really going to Everett. It really, some of those third downs, like you were talking about, Kyle, I'm feeling like it's more the Everett show than it is the Palmer show, which is odd. And I know he had to get his ankle taped and he, you know, coach said he wasn't like hurt, but he just needed to, you know, he was still in the locker room getting taped, but I don't know. I, I, it's kind of odd. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's hard to say what, what the reason behind it is. Palmer, we all expected, you know, in this season, you know, even with Keenan Allen out there to be a pretty productive wide receiver three and, uh, Hasn't necessarily yet, but I mean, having one catch for 25 yards, I mean, it's one catch, but 25 yards is a big catch. So good on him for being out there and getting productive. Totally. Um, post-game quotes uh, from Staley uh, initially on the assessment of the team so far. He said, I think for like a game and three quarters, we were playing really at a high level, really high level. 
And then in the very end of that uh, second game to the beginning of this game, it was not our best stuff. Then today was more of a gritty, tough win for a football team, but a really good response to a really tough loss last week. We had some pieces, as you know, that were different this week. Uh, We had to make some adjustments, and I think that that's what the beginning uh, part of the NFL is. I think the fact that we're 2-2, and certainly not satisfied with with that record, but definitely proud of our response today as a team. Now we got to keep improving. Yeah, the big thing for me just on his, you know, Staley's defense is just those big runs. We've given up two back-to-back big runs. Like, they were not in that game until they had that huge, like, 75-yard run or whatever it was. So I don't know what that is or why that's happening. Hopefully they can get that cleaned up pretty quick. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I know that uh, we, especially in the game against the Raiders, we we held them pretty pretty low on on those yardage. Yeah, it's just a big plays. Outside of that, outside of that seventy-five yard run, it wasn't a huge day for the Texans running game. Right, not at all. But we're gonna find out real quick next week. We play the Browns, who are the leading rushers in the NFL with that Chubb, Chubb. just monster of a back. So we'll we'll we're gonna find out real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Staley on Jamari Sawyer's performance. He said he didn't give up a sack today. It just felt like any time you can have 419 yards on the road and deal with the crowd noise. And, you know, like I said, he's a stud, calm, poised, strong. His teammates did a great job for Jamari, too. I'm really proud of Jamari. He can build off it. He's really hard on himself. He's going to look at the tape and realize he can play better. But now that now that's been out there, you know, Jerry Hughes is a really quality rusher. I've got a lot of respect for Jamari. He's an outstanding player to be able to go out there and hold his own. Good start for him. We, we lucked out big time, man. I'll, I'll just say that. We just lucked out big time that you could have somebody step in it. Mm-hmm. Feels and, a little bit like stars aligning with us pushing this season. You know, like without a six-round pick popping up and Jamari Sawyer falling all the way there, like we don't have a backup. You need those guys to contribute. Right. Like we don't usually have guys in the sixth, seventh round contributing like this. You know what I mean? And I do want to say one more thing. Like the other thing that it was different about this week than the last two weeks for most of the last two weeks is that Corey Lindsley wasn't in. He played this whole game. I think you can see pretty quick how different this offensive line is when you have Corey Lindsley at center. Yeah, when you have a a pro bowl center like him and a captain as well, obviously makes a huge difference on on that offensive line play. Couldn't agree more. Um, And then Austin Eckler had some words about Jamari Sawyer as well, said, yeah, the rookie coming in, holding it down. For the most part, yeah, he was holding it down. But yeah, just helping him chip, making sure. But he was solid. That's really good to see for him coming in and stepping in and playing at a high level, looking for him to do it again now. That's it. That's the NFL. It's it's all about how how often you can play at a high level over and over and over and over for 17 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so one big week is good, but... Again, their running game's good. They also have Miles Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney if they're both healthy and playing. Right. That's quite the test for both of our tackles next week. Absolutely. Big yeah. Time. Yeah, that's that's the name of the game. It's like, you know, in baseball, it's like, great, you hit a home run. Now go out there and do it again. Yeah. Go out and do it again and go out and do it again. For 17 games, these guys have uh have a lot on their plate and hopefully for more than 17 games for us yeah. this year. You know it. Um, and then Justin Herbert on bouncing back this week, Justin Herbert said it was huge for us. It's never fun losing in the NFL. I thought the team, especially our offense and defense, they showed up during practice. They had a great week of preparation 
It starts up front with our offensive line as well. They did a great job blocking all day, protecting, giving me enough time to get the ball off and guys on outside making plays. Yep. O-line, dude, it's a big difference. And just yeah. not, you know, the Storm Norton not giving up the amount of pressures he did in the couple times he was in there. It was just a huge difference. How livid were you guys when Justin got hit on that false, th- that that jump off sides to let the play go? Oh, yeah. He got hit pretty good in the Pissed. back there. Yeah. Pipkins kind of stopped because he thought that they were going to stop the play and he just whoop, right around and laid him out pretty play good. Play to the whistle, right. Pipkins. Play to the whistle, buddy. Well, that I mean, cool. outside of that play, I mean, we haven't had to say Pipkins' name at all. That's all we season. ever wanted leading up to this year. That's all we <laughs> ever wanted to say. Yeah. I nothing. mean, have, we've had nothing to say it's about nothing. him. So, yeah. Good work, uh, you man. know, again, outside of that one little, little mistake, he's been playing pretty damn well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Derwin James on assessing the defense through four weeks. I feel like we haven't played our best football yet because we were up, what, three touchdowns, 21 points. In that third quarter, we got kind of loose as a defense, gave up some explosive plays. So there's definitely room for us to get better and continue to get better. But it was great making plays on the ball, getting those stops when we needed, those end the game stops, end of the half, getting the ball back. We made some big stops, but we just got to get better. Yeah, Khalil Mack on that fourth down at the end of the first half. What a stud. <laughs> it's it crazy. Was so good to have Khalil Mack on our defense. Yeah. It's it's just so different. And and that's part of it, right? We all talk about how the offense has kind of struggled in the second half. They are allowing teams back in the game. But at the same time, the defense is not shutting people down and just ending them in the second half either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if it just one side could be consistent for 60 minutes, um, It'll this would have been a much more comfortable W and is that's how you got to, that's how you're going to beat the good teams. So w- at least one side has to put up 60 minutes. The other one can be a little streaky, but if you're both streaky and at the same time, it gets tough. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I think, uh, absolutely hundred percent. That's a drinking game. Absolutely. That's roll. <laughs> I think, uh, Khalil Mack is actually tied for second for sack leaders right now. Wouldn't be surprised. Sounds about right. He's getting at least one every one game. game and three in the first. Yeah. yeah. So those of us or those of you that were saying that uh, Khalil Mack washed up, too old, come too injury prone. Take a drink. Um, it, you know, the other thing that I thought was kind of interesting, and I don't know how much of this actually goes to the play. So this might be a dumb observation, but I noticed, I think it was within the first three games. The green dot on the helmet was Derwin James. This last game, the Texans, it was Drew Tranquil had the green dot. It wasn't Derwin hmm. James. So I'm, I what do you think that that could have any effect? Like Derwin James isn't having to call plays to the defense. He can just go out there and be Derwin James and not have to like feel like he's hurting cats or anything like that. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I think Derwin's going to do that no matter what. I think that's just his natural play style and leadership is he's vocal right um i didn't notice that and i didn't hear them say anything about it so i'm not exactly sure i mean it was always all through training camp and it was always oh yeah derwin's the play caller him and brandon staley talking so yeah i i'm not i'm not exactly sure it was just something i noticed i mean honestly now that now that i know that the green dot means that they're getting the play calls yeah it's just something i i notice now every time i see it and this last game i noticed it was drew tranquil and not Derwin james so Hmm. i wonder if that had any effect on it but um 
if you want any effect on your clothing, you can go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out some of the awesome stuff we've got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other members, other Charger Chatteteers in our member section, and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check it out, chargerchat.com. All right, gang. Well, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go on to our next segment. It is Fan Focus. And we actually, all three of us had a chance to meet these. It's a twofer, Fan Focus. Not one, but two. <laughs> two for the two price at the of same one. time. All three of us met them. Three times two. <laughs> let's, let's go to Fan Focus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We are back with another Fan Focus. And we are super lucky to have some very special guests with us today. We have the mother-daughter combo of Susie and Nikki McLeod. What is going on, guys? Hey, Kevin. to be here. We're, yeah, I'm, thank you so much for having us. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. We met you guys at the home opener against the Raiders, and it was we just amazing. Did. Your energy is exactly what we're all about. So we uh, are like, we got to get them on so we can share their story with everyone. So before we get great. into all the all the nitty gritty and all the fun stuff, let's figure it out. Let's start with you, Susie. How did you become a Charger fan? Well, I became a Charger fan basically just when we moved out here. My husband was transferred out here in 1978. He was an accountant, and they had an office out here. And uh, we were we grew up in Oklahoma, so we were Dallas Cowboys fans. But after moving out here and watching one football season with Don Coriel and Dan Fouts and those guys, we're like, hmm, I think we should root for the home team. That's amazing. So that's, that's how we started. That's amazing. So you've you've been following the team for since the Fouts days, the good old days. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. We moved out here in 78, so 79 and 80. I think 84 or 5 was probably our first game that we went to and we won tickets from something it was a Monday night game and um who was right before Bobby Ross was coaching mm. and uh, we sat on the visitor side kind of in the end zone but it was awesome. That's uh, what a cool way to start it and uh-huh. let's let's hear about the next generation of McLeod. So <laughs> okay. tell us how did you become a fan, Nikki? Well, obviously, I was kind of born into it, brought into it by my mom. And I just kind of call it like a tale of two fandoms. So (laughs) what happened was I became a fan. I was um, I didn't we started going to the games that we had season tickets and we started going to the games. And I just really loved the experience. And they're two completely separate experiences as far as like my Qualcomm experience and my SoFi experience. So those are really cool stories that we'll probably get into, but it was just so different, you know, back in Qualcomm tailgating with my friends. I remember a really cool, um, when we went to uh, the Super Bowl against San Francisco, my girlfriend and I 
um, and a couple of our other friends, we were actually at Qualcomm Stadium. They were showing the game there and they invited people. And I don't remember if you had to pay for tickets or whatever it may have been. But um, we were just there watching the game. And I just remember, unfortunately, being so disappointed. <laughs> but, sure. um, but there, it was just such a different experience. And it was so cool. And I just started learning about football and really starting to love it and get into the players. And yeah, it was it was really awesome. That's awesome. And that's, you know, that's how my, you know, my brother and I became fans was our dad. He was a Charger fan. He's similar thing right. came during the Fouts and like all the excitement of that. And that's when he became a Charger fan. Yeah. And it just right. couldn't help but just like that was our team. So I know exactly where, where you're coming from on that. And then this is actually really interesting because, you know, we talk with Jen Mills a lot. She was fan of the year last year in 2021. Um, Susie. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what what it was like being fan of the year for the Chargers in two thousand one. Yeah, I it was it was awesome. That was probably my most memorable experience being uh, being given that award. And uh, I don't know that they made such a big deal of it back then. Uh, it was presented to me at one of the functions that we went to, and I believe it was Rodney Harrison was there that day. And I, I don't think he actually handed me my award, but I got a picture taken with him and um, we got to go down on the field and, you know, meet the players and a couple of things like that. And then in Balboa park, there's a sports museum. I think it's called the Breitbart museum. Mm -hmm. And I got my picture up in there for the year. So it was a, fun. So tell us a little bit about how it, how you became fan of the year and what, you know, the, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand, the charger backers, it was kind of a different kind of support system for charger fans. Yes, it Tell was. Us, how, how did you become fan of the year? What was your, what well, was it like? I think um, nominations were submitted just like I saw the thing on SoFi when we were at the uh, the Jaguars game. You know, do you know anybody who should be fan of the year? I think it was kind of that same process where you nominate someone. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of things back then. I was on the Charger Backer Board of Directors and uh, working, you know, at the games. And then they, they would have like a golf tournament and I worked at that. That's where I drove the little Charger vehicle around to move it from nice. place to place. And help with the silent auctions and help with the blood drives and things like that. So I was very involved and I guess people noticed. That's, that's amazing. That's so cool. And then like the fandom, you, you saw that firsthand, uh, Nikki. So what was that like seeing your mom become, cause I'm sure right. there's some perks that came with that. What was that yeah. like? Well, unfortunately it wasn't announcing a draft pick or going to like the draft, yeah. but, which was yeah. cool. So Darn congratulations it. to Jen about that. Yeah. Right. They yeah. weren't that fancy, but Actually, to me, what was really cool about the Charger backers was that it was such an awesome, intimate experience. I remember I worked close by. It was over near their facility off of Arrow Drive. There was a little Ramada or Holiday Inn or whatever it was. And so that's where they'd have it. And they would have every Friday before a home game, they would have a coach and a player come out. They would have like a catered little luncheon there in one of the little small meeting rooms. And you'd get to talk to a player and the coach and they would answer questions from the fans and there would be some media there, but it was more for the charger backers. And I just remember that. And I just thought it was so cool. And it gave me like just such a unique experience. So I, I was always saying to my mom, and I think I told you guys too, when we met at the game, I wish they had something like this because how interesting would it be to ask daily questions or to like, mm -hmm. I know you, Kevin, I know you would love to meet yeah. Justin Herbert in person. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh, oh my God. God. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know me yeah. oh, too right. well. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But I, so, I, I remember that once, was really cool. 
Yeah, it's awesome. I remember one time we had, and you have your picture with Marcellus Wiley, the time he was there and he had yeah. an injury. I don't remember. He was, he, he's huge. And I think he was number 75 and, you know, he's very, very intelligent guy, but quite a sharp wit. And he had either an arm or a leg injury that was supposed to hold him out. And we asked him, are you going to be out for a while? He's like, oh, heck no. They could amputate both my arms and both my legs. And I'd be out there rolling around tackling people. <laughs> I think so you get those right. kind of answers that are. They're kind of neat, you know, that you don't normally get. That's and amazing. And all the players yes. that we got to meet. Like, I mean, yeah. we literally have That's met Ludi, in person Drew there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've met Junior Ladanian was there once. Ladanian was there. We had, Junior. remember the night one, Mom, that we had with Drew Brees? And we met Philip Rivers. We had oh, it at the wow. Mexican place. So, yeah, I mean, like, we met. Different. It wasn't just all the, you know, it wasn't third string players that they brought out there. Yeah. Antonio Gates, you know, we met. All of these people and just talking to the coaches and stuff, it was so cool to just do that and have such an intimate setting of doing that. Such a personal level. Personal level, yeah. So that's really Mm -hmm. what kind of sparked a lot of my fandom. And then as far as like the games and stuff were concerned, I was saying that they were a little bit different at Qualcomm. My parents had, we got season tickets originally, like way up high in the nosebleeds. That's what we could get at the time. You know, the games were really popular. So a couple of years later, they started building the club section. And so my parents moved down to the club and they're like, well, we'll give you a choice. And I was in my you know, early 20s. And so they said, we'll give you a choice. You can come down here with us or you can stay up here and keep two seats and just bring a friend to the game. And I said, oh, well, of course I'm going to do that. So yeah. that year started and um, <laughs> I had a list. I knew some of my friends liked other teams. So I tried to bring them to another team. And by the end of the year, People were fighting. She'd gone to more games than I have. And it was like a mess. And I told my mom, I said, never again. I'm coming with you guys to the club section. And so the next year, luckily, there were seats available that I moved down just one seat in front of them. And for years, yeah, one row in front of them. And so for years, we had seats kind of around the same people. A lot of the same people, you know, had seats there. We got to know them, their families and stuff. And that was really where... So that's where it kind of turned into for me, like um, where it was more of like a family bonding experience. I got to go with my family. And so now my mom and I have kind of like carried on that tradition. And of course, I was a little bit upset when they left San Diego. But now I'm in the Temecula Inland Empire um, and shout out to Inland Empire, diehard bowl club member of Inland Empire. Yes, yes, I know because a lot of my friends have moved away. So I didn't have a lot of Charger fans in this area that I knew. And so I just kind of joined them. They're all so nice and they're so great. But it was just really cool because when I was a little bit upset and then last year when we went to our first game at SoFi, it was like, oh, I would have moved here too. I'm not mad at you guys. It took me forever to call them the LA Chargers. Like I didn't want to say that at first. I'm like, no, they're always San Diego Chargers, but they're, I, I will give it to them. We love SoFi. That's awesome. Well, and tell (laughs) tell us wherever they go. Right. Amen. Amen. And Susie, tell me a little bit about your experience, you know, being going to Qualcomm games and that kind of experience and, you know, going and specifically we were at the Raider game, going to Raider games at Qualcomm and what your experience was like at Qualcomm and then Raider game at SoFi. And what was it like being, you know, being in SoFi now? We, we, um, when we were in the club section at Qualcomm, almost everyone around us would sell their tickets for the Raider games because they were pretty darn rowdy. Yeah. And when we went to our first one this year at SoFi and there weren't really any Raider fans around us, I don't think they were, they were pretty well behaved if they were. That's awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts there on like a lot of them? There, <laughs> yeah, there, there were a lot of right by us. But there yeah, were a lot of us is, too, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought that was really awesome to see all the support, all the powder blues. I mean, I'm so tired of people saying that we don't have fans because we do. And it was funny. I was mentioning to one of my friends earlier today, living in Inland Empire, even though it's not like as big as San Diego or LA or whatever, I every single day when I'm out somewhere, I without fail see at least one to two cars with charger stickers, you know, something with chargers on it. So I'm like, there's Can no I way that that again. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's whether ex- it's new or old, I don't care. Fans. Yeah, they know. used to be everywhere. You know, back in the 2000s, like the right. mid 2000s, when we were winning yeah. the AFC West every every year for like four or five years. Yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping we'd get back to that this year. And you know, after all those injuries at the Jacksonville game, I was like, oh dang, here we go again. Yeah. But you know, all we had to do was see uh, Jamari Sawyer, and we're like, right? oh yay, <laughs> do we came do out that? One yeah. of the highest graded offensive oh linemen gosh. in the NFL. Oh like what? What? In how lucky NFL, are we? That's crazy, so right? So lucky. Yeah. To replace yeah. Rashawn Slater with that. I mean, yeah. and the thing that I was telling my mom too is, I'm like, I'm so happy. I think I posted it on one of the um, threads or you know things that I follow on Facebook. I'm so I. Everybody is a Charger fan, and I think maybe even on your podcast, I listen to a lot of different ones, but they were saying you know what, we're not going to see Jamari Sawyer, just everybody where they're going to, you know, they're going to just do what they have to do with Storm and whatever. And I'm, I was so happily surprised that they didn't do that. They proved us wrong. And then he proved us right. You know, just, he was amazing. I watch a lot of SEC college football. I know how tough their schedules are. I know how tough their players are. I know some of the best players come out of there. And I was like, well, at least give him a chance. And a lot of people didn't think that they were going to give him a chance because we're Charger fans. That's not our history. They typically do things a certain way. Sure. But I really do think that Brandon Staley is changing a lot of the culture within, you know, the locker room, the front office and things like that. And so it just makes me really excited. And I'm so happy because, I mean, Pipkins is doing his job. And, you Could know, have thought. I, did, I couldn't have called that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nope, we don't call him Poopkins anymore. Right? No more Poopkins or Pumpkins. He can have his <laughs> full pumpkins. name back. I forgot that he one. Can, right. Yeah, he it can, can be. Yeah. Um, well, this is. I love talking to you guys. I wish we could. We could have a full episode of just hanging out. But we let's <laughs> let's get you out of here on this one. You know, we're two and two. And things are kind of. We got back on track. We're five hundred. We're like right in yeah. the mix with the AFC West. What are you most looking forward to this upcoming game and kind of where we need to go in the season? And let's start with you, Nikki. So the thing that I'm most looking forward to, as I mentioned, this has kind of like become a family thing with my mom and I. So it may not be this year just because of some other things going on. But we have said that part of our bucket list thing is to try to go to at least one away game. So we'll hit you up when we come to Kansas City. Let, me, let us Bulldog. know. Yeah, let and, us know. Um, yeah, definitely. And so we're going to try to do at least one away game a year. But just kind of, you know, continuing on that, seeing where the season takes us, you know, just kind of doing those bucket list items of visiting, you know, other cities, seeing other stadiums, things like that. And just finishing the season really strong, you know, just building on. And then I don't want the season to be over, but I am really looking forward to the draft and building on this foundation. Cause I think we have a really good foundation right now sure. and just looking forward to building on that for the years to come. Cause we got a lot of good players for some years. So yeah, just looking forward to more wins. That's exciting. And you know, what, what about you, Susie? 
Um, as far as the next game, I'm just looking for a win against the Browns. Let's and as go. far as the season, I'm just looking for more wins than Kansas City and the Raiders. I, I'm not scared of Russell Wilson like I nope. thought I might be. I'm yeah. on the same page with you on but, that. And our I, I, a good chance, I still think we have a good chance to win the division. Yeah, they I just think, need to start. You know, maybe they started a, a tiny bit slow, and they need to figure out how to keep it going in the second half. But I think they'll get there. Yeah, it's yeah. still these seasons, young people. You know, as fans, it we is. get kind of hung up on a lo- early loss or things. We're still mm-hmm. they're still finding themselves as a team. So all we can right. do, and the energy you guys bring, is just back them. You know, support them and just right. be positive about it. Because you know, you're gonna some of us are gonna feel kind of stupid if we're you know super down on the Chargers and they look rad come week 15 and we're coasting into the playoffs a little early. Right. You know what I mean? Shamelessly positive all the time. Well, yep. you guys, you guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. All right. Well, thanks for having us. You. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so we much, pre- Kevin. It was great it. to meet all you guys. Thank you, Bulldog and Coach. It's awesome, and we are just happy to be here. So, thanks again. Absolutely. We'll see you. We'll see you at one of the next games, and uh, we'll we'll yeah. talk soon. All right. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, Susie and Nikki, Kevin's right. We could listen to you guys talk for a whole episode. They should it's have their am- own podcast. I I'd was just going to say, it's Honestly, amazing yeah. they don't have their own podcast. The history <laughs> they have with this team, uh, I mean, they, they could give Tony a run for his money, I think. I think Tony and, and <laughs> Susie should get Tony together. And, uh, Tony and Susie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got to they gotta have some, they got to chat. <laughs> Oh man, that those such great stories too about I, and what is this picture that you sent? I'm I, I'm I want to put it up here because I I think it's been a long time since we've seen something like this. Okay, so this is <laughs> so, very clearly. I, want it. <laughs> I remember I want this it. thing so clearly, and my I remember this vehicle so clearly. Um, this is Susie rocking the Charger cart. Um, I think she was at a, a, she said she used to drive it all the time. So I guess it was like a golf tournament or something. <laughs> she would just which, borrow it for the weekend. Just like, take it out for a helmet, guys. Hey, when you're fan of the year, 2020, you know, 2001, you, <laughs> you get, get you access get to perks. the golf cart. Hell yeah, yeah. you do. So yeah, they need to bring these helmet cards back. <laughs> it reminds it. me of back. something at a little rascals, like the box car racing. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to build one right now. Yeah. The carts they have right now, they're lackluster. And I understand they Just usually boring, only come yeah. out for no injuries. Sh- there's no showmanship. No, they got to bring this back has, the helmet. This has a roll bar. This has the whole deal. You get into yeah. serious, you know, and you got a little privacy. You know, when a guy gets yeah. injured, he's not really wanting to like face the world. It's like, give the guy yeah. some cover. <laughs> Put gotta, him in the helmet. This is way cooler. We got to bring him this some back. Dignity. Hashtag Put bring him it in back. The tr- it's like something it out of Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, <I love> it. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, could do races. You could have Darth both helmet. teams. Their helmets out on the field. It's a halftime <laughs> oh, race. Demolition, cars. demolition Derby. <laughs> demolition yeah. That's derby. what I want. NFL, I hope you're listening. We're giving you some great <laughs> ideas right now. <laughs> or for the Pro Bowl, every play, every team gets one of these and Come you have on. a race. Come oh on. my God. Why aren't we running the Pro Bowl? Write this down. <laughs> all right well again Susie, uh nikki thank you so much yeah, uh, not, and, and guys are wearing awesome. the swag wearing too. the swag appreciate you doing was, that somebody actually listened to one of that. your calls to the website bulldog <laughs> it worked it finally worked <laughs> oh god yeah you guys were I, I was just grinning the whole time listening to you guys talk with kev it was awesome seeing you guys week one i will we'll never forget it and yeah let's go on now to week next week against the Cleveland Browns. I'm with you. We need to get this win. It's going to be a big test for our boys. I'm excited to see it. Um, All right. Well, now let's go on to the next segment. Ask Bolt Fam. 
Another chunky one, guys. Oof. Let's uh, buckle up, Buttercup. Here we go. Whoa, there's a lot. <laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. Oh, hi, guys. Go jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Okay, love you, boy. That's right, gang. It is time for Ask Bolt Fam, and we start off with Leo. 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 Who asked the question? Who's your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> That's right. Texans charges your daddy. Revenge is sweet after last year's horrible defeat. What is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before <laughs> you, and hear the lamentation of their women. But, uh, come on. Come on, Lombardi. <laughs> we almost let that victory get away from us. Do it again, conservative play calling. Ah, my poor body cannot take this stress weekly. <laughs> Enough. Stop it. There's no more run, run, pass. There is no more Michelle on first and ten. <laughs> but if not, I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. <laughs> we, are God, we are a good team, probably. The best thing in California. Let's keep these victories coming and close out a game day smoothly. Anyways, I have to go now. Go Chargers! And hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back. That was a good one. That was, <laughs> we haven't had Arnold in a while, quote. I feel like. Well, <laughs> it was Arnold with a good script. That Great, was really yeah. good, Leo. I mean, it was all of his best quotes. I don't know if we'll be able to top that <laughs> any other awesome. week. But, uh, then the, the placement of the Arnold grunts. It was just, it was just it was really nice. Shut up. Um, yeah, Lombardi, run, run, pass. We're over it. Please, please stop. Okay, I just <laughs> please, please stop. I think, I, I, like, I just think that instead of just running the ball, let's cut, let's like screens or something different, <laughs> a draw here and there. You know, like you're still running the ball, but not just handing the ball let's into turn a the seven page man of box. The playbook. Let's see what's on this side. <laughs> you know, you can be conservative. Like, you want the clock to run. I get that, but yeah. if you're if you're just running these simple against the seven man box, just downhill, we're just not built like that. We're not. If you have, if they have numbers in the box, we're our offense is not built for just big boy football. We're we are a throwing team. So if you want to get conservative, you need high percentage passes, right? Those screens, the short underneath stuff, the check down of the running back. Yeah. Trust that Justin Herbert's going to get the ball to the check down fast enough right. that the clock will run. I'd rather take a sack for a loss of one because he steps up in the pocket than running for a loss of one and there is no potential for really any play. Uh, right. it, it's just hard because they well know said. what we're going to do, right? Yeah. At the In the second quarter, we did run, run, pass. We were running the ball a lot. It was a pretty conservative play calling, but it was successful because they didn't know what was coming. They know with, when we have the lead, here comes some running plays. Right, Let's load up the box runs. and take it yeah. away. So it's just a matter of doing high percentage plays, but that aren't just straight downhill trying to be bigger and stronger than them because that's just not that's not what we're built for right now. That's not the way that our identity is. So uh, find a way to make our identity, take our identity, and use it in a clock churning style. I like it. Well said, Kyle. Love. And, it. and the other thing, other thing too, is I was always like, sorry, I was like, Staley is he the mastermind behind this? Like, hey, go conservative. 
it just doesn't it that doesn't mesh with everything that Staley is. No, not right. The fourth if he and was Staley, the conservative one, the yeah. fourth down in that fourth quarter, that wouldn't have happened. Right. So it, it it has to land on Lombardi's shoulders that he's just Staley's not like, hey, go conservative, start running the ball. It's he's leaving it. He's trusting Lombardi too much, and maybe it's time to take take a little bit more control and be like, hey, come on, don't get off script. Let's At least in it. the third quarter, just like you you run the first half right. of the third quarter, and it will be okay. Yeah. There you go. All right, Leo, thank you for, I don't know if there was a question in there, but yes, we're, we're with you and all no, everybody. Good job, just go. Go California. Uh, all right, let's move it on now to Cerberus21, who asked the question. Whew. I knew we had it the whole time. Yep. Definitely wasn't sweating there at the end. Wow. Three-point game at the end there. Wow. You almost uh, think we were trying to make it stressful. No, 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 no. I knew we had it the whole time. I didn't have one <laughs> slimmer of a doubt. Not once. <laughs> oh, God, is it hot in here? Oh, God. Steve is going to be the death of me. Hopefully, I can see our sweet, beautiful God of a man, Justin, hoist the Lombardi while I pass out on the living room floor, <laughs> dying via heart attack. Oh, my f- Guys, this is only week four weeks in. Does anyone know a good heart guy? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this, Kevin, Kyle, and my precious wool dog. Do you think we'll ever see Justin hold Lombardi? Tell me, what do you all think it'll be like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know a good heart guy? <laughs> no. You know a good heart guy? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. I you yes. have to have the faith. Why you watch? Why watch football if you don't think they're going to have a chance at winning a Super Bowl? Right. Too much fun to have That's excitement that you're going to win it. Like, right. yes, it's going to happen. You have but, a quarterback like Justin Herbert. It's, right. You you always have a shot. So yeah, I think it's going to happen eventually. If there's anybody that can have that opportunity right now. It's the guy that's got the leading passing yardage in the whole without NFL his best right wide now. receiver. Yes. I mean, Keenan hasn't played all year. He played for a quarter. Yes. He had a, so, and he had a yeah. great quarter. It was a good quarter. <laughs> it was a hell of a quarter. Hell of a, hell quarter. Of a quarter, guys. <laughs> um, yes. It, you know, what will it be like? It'll be the sweetest thing you've ever seen. I can't it'll be, wait. It'll be the thing that every Charger fan has been waiting for their entire life. Their entire life. And, uh, and it'll just be, it'll be a magical moment. I can only, I can only say that. So Cerberus 21, thank you for asking the question. Let's go on to Derwin's dirty duck who asked the question. Never easy to get a win in this league. So we should all be stoked with the Texans game two and two with their season heating up. Not a terrible place to be. Daylight obviously was great with guys stepping up into the void left by the big bear. They went off like a frog in a sack. Salia also doing a phenomenal job for a rookie. But can we just take a minute and send a big guy, Trey Pipkin, some love? Cops a lot of heat, but thought he was great against the Texans. Eckler snapped off some great runs on his side on Sunday, and a couple of Pipkin ceiling blocks led to touchdowns. Much improved performance. What were his QB pressure stats for the game? How many did he and the O-line allow? Would love to know the stats if you guys have him. This season is just getting started. Give me a f***ing booyah! 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 Batch. Batch. 
Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, do you as have a matter stats? of fact? Uh, well, this uh, I got a shout out. Uh, Tyler Shoon over at Guilty as Charged uh, nice. tweeted out uh, all the pressures that were allowed by our offensive line against the Texans. Jamari Sawyer zero. Matt Filer one. Corey Lindsley zero. Zion Johnson two. Trey Pipkins zero. <laughs> And Joshua Kelly, yeah, one. So, wow, yes, yeah. Trey Pipkins certainly coming in and doing basically the unexpected because yeah, this yeah. is another guy that we basically all thought we knew uh, what to expect with Trey Pipkins being in that position, and he has gone the co- totally opposite. He's found he's found consistency, which yeah. he Attaboy. never had before. Attaboy. He yeah. flashed, never had consistency, and so far. He looks like a pretty good so far, right tackle. Booyah. Booyah. So far, give me a booyah. Biatch. Batch. Batch. <laughs> booyah, batch. <laughs> Brittany, <So>. batch. <laughs> Derwin's dirty duck. There you go. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Deadbolt. And shout out to Gavin Gibson. You both pretty much asked the same question, but I'm going with Deadbolt. And he asked the question, it goes something like this. Watching Salier dominate his opponent made my nipples hard. <laughs> Not to mention Tingly. If he continues his stellar play, does he thrust Pipkins from the right tackle job next year? Seems a shame to make a quality offensive tackle play guard. Yeah. Uh, killed Kevin. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting question because, I, like I said, Gavin Gibson asked it, it as well. It's like, you know, does with the Salier, I mean, granted, we're talking one game here, but <laughs> yeah, does Salier go size. out and, and basically take the right tackle job away from Pipkins and make Pipkins the backup? Cost effectively, yes, because Pipkins is due for a second contract. If he plays the whole year to a decent level, he's going to want to get paid. Um, and I just think that you have that, if you have a guy like Sawyer, you're not going to, yeah, stick him into the guard. We have, we have Zion Johnson, the guard of the future on the team. Right. Um, I don't know. I think Matt Filer has at least another year, right? Like his contract. If not, we have several young guards there. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I think that he does take over just, just because of timing, because Pipkins' contract is coming up here at the end of the year, and we didn't exercise that option. It's weird after, you know, and let's see some, you know, that we talked about consistency. Let's see some consistency. Yeah. Let's get excited about it. But this is a great problem to have. Something, yeah, yeah. the depth that we've never had, as, as far as I can remember, being a Charger fan, depth at the offensive line like this. And, and it was weird as we we found it. We accidentally kind of stumbled on it when, when our, uh, you know, depth piece played like crap. So it's just right, kind of like true. these diamond in the rough kind of things that giving them opportunities and they're running with it. So what's to say that, you know, if did things did shake out and we needed a guard, Sawyer wouldn't take that and run with it as well. So um, I just, I have confidence in the guy. I think I want to, let's see him play a couple more games and keep this up. But if he can yeah. keep this up, you but, find a place for him. Yeah, we have to remember too, he's still a rookie. rookie he, there's yeah. going to be games where he doesn't look great. It's just going to, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. There's, he's going to make some mistakes. Um, but if he can just have somewhat of a resemblance of consistency from what we saw this Sunday, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a he's got a bright future that we can plan around. Big time. There you go. Deadbolt and Gavin Gibson, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on Good now. One. Pink Unicorn. Who asked the question? What a difference a mother 
fucking week makes. <laughs> I bet every motherfucking team in the league is kicking themselves for letting Salia drop to the sixth motherfucking round. No sex and only four motherfucking pressures for a line without Slater, a banged up Lindsay, and Pipkins at right tackle. I'll take that every motherfucking week. <laughs> now I have some other questions for you. Is ASJ our best motherfucking cornerback? Is that motherfucking Joshua Kelly our best running back? How does Bandy get some more motherfucking targets? <laughs> As for those motherfucking dirty pirate hookers and their Jack Sparrow-looking mascara-wearing QB, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn it down. <laughs> they love you, bye. How do you keep a straight face when you read this shit, Adam? He's a professional. This uh, isn't a hobby, dude. This is my job. Yeah. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't no hobby. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, <laughs> bringing Sam Jackson back. Haven't done him in a uh, while. Yeah, miss, miss Sam. Oh. Um, all right. So the questions is ASJ our best motherfucking cornerback. Right now he's playing like it. For yeah. Sure. He's playing like it. Yeah. I'm yeah. open field tackling is great. His coverage is awesome. Yeah. He's been playing great. Yeah. Yeah. I hope our, uh, our new guy steps up a little more. Um, be honest. I'm, I'm not exactly, there's some missed tackles and hopefully Mr. Ryan T needs a couple picks. Yeah. Pick. I'm Pete's sake. And I'm you expect a little warm back up. He's had surgery for, for sure. Pete's sake. He's still getting into it. Not, uh, if we can get him, if they could be him. playing at the, that kind of level at the same time, like, I don't know, dude. That's going to be hard yeah. for any team. Uh, number two is that mother Joshua Kelly, our best running back. <laughs> I think he's our Austin best. Austin Eckler's our best. I think, I think he's back. our best backup running back right now. Backup, hands yeah. down. Yeah. I think so right now. I think he should get, I think he should get, you know, between six and 10 carries a game. Yeah, that's how I feel about about him until he yeah. does something differently. <laughs> you 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 feel like Sony Michelle is like out touching him by a ton. It's he like is two 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 touches <laughs> a game. He is. That's a ton in Kevin's book. <laughs> I just, I just watched the game. I didn't see him at all in that second half. He barely got on the field that second half. It's because he allowed one of those pressures to Justin Herbert. They were like, "Sit down, Kelly. <laughs> Sit down, kid. Um, just hand him the rock." Well, how does Bandy get some more motherfucking targets? Keep he's playing got, like he got, does, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. How do you, as soon as Keenan's back, it's hard to stay on the Bandy, field. It's just yeah. a bummer. He's just too deep, deep down in the depth chart. But he's but making I, I mean, case. there's nothing that he has. Yeah, he's not done anything except for stay in bounds. That was kind of a bonehead move. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. DeAndre Carter drop, fumbles a couple more balls. You got to have somebody back there that can hold on to the ball. And then he is a backup. Um, He is a, a returner too. So yeah, exactly. Oh, I think that's guy. his only case. Once Keenan comes back is if something happens with that, but I, Deandre I'll Carter. take whatever, whatever, you know, games we can get with him. I enjoy it. Cause he's kind of like the, yeah, the yeah. Rocky, you know, he's the, the Rocky Balboa. He's the Vince Papali. Yeah. <laughs> nice pull. Nice. Pull. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan. <laughs> oh, <was> nice. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Pink Unicorn, thank you for asking the questions. Let's move it on now to House of Hain. Yes. Who asked the question? Well, I say, well, we are back to 500. Held the Taco Bell for messing up another bed. Had to squeeze it back in <laughs> for the win. Uh, coach, what is with the historical bad O in the second half? Uh, we should have been up four TDs. I say, instead, we go as soft as Derek Carr in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Can't love it, bye. Uh, 
Is yeah, it, I don't know. We talked it, about it a little bit earlier. It's. I don't think it's historical. It feels just something recent. Like I said, with when we talked about it, it was like when Philip Rivers was out there. It felt like we were always down in the half, but then we would come back for the win. Philip Rivers would play out of his mind, and we'd get the win. Um, it does feel like though that it is something that has been happening in recent years. Um, can you? Can you attest to any of that, Coach? I don't know. I don't know. Or contribute I, that to something? I don't know if the, I think I heard some of the post game stuff that the players kind of like they admitted like we kind of just yeah the Derwin James focus. quote we, we played kind of yeah. yeah played kind of too loose um yeah that's just the players got to lock in and finish the game yeah this is the NFL it could turn quick and we saw that a seventy five yard touchdown run we have a fumble on a kickoff and just like that they're back in the game so right, right. um yeah I don't I don't I don't know if I don't know if specifically anything obviously. Your play calling can get more aggressive, but at the same time, you get more aggressive. You throw picks; it's just the same turnaround. So overall, it's just playing cleaner, more discipline, more focused football throughout the whole game. Sixty minutes is a long time to play, but that's what you need. There you go. All right. Well, there you go, House of Pain. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Gretz, who asked the question. I loved how the Chargers looked for two and a half quarters, then bang. Things got conservative, and it almost cost us the game. The first half and second half play calling always looked very different. Who does the late game play calling, Lombardi or Staley? Nonetheless, a win is a win. Positive takeaways, Salia holding his own, Bandit catching some hard-thrown balls but making it look easy with his soft, beautiful hands, Joshua <laughs> Kelly running hard like a clear number two back. Can't wait to see which team will come out next week. All right, well... This may come it's as a, a surprise, Gretz. I have no idea who calls the second half. It's 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 clearly coach coach Daly calls the defense. That's what he does. Right. So he needs Lombardi to call the offense. Yep. Lombardi needs to get better in the second half of these games. And that is just from, from the, what we've seen this season, he needs to get better. That's just what it is. Well, just better. What did we calls. see in the first half? The first half, like the first quarter wasn't all that impressive offensively. We scored seven points and that came off of a pick that put us down at the 20 yard line. We had one first down. We had one completion that ended up as, as a touchdown. Right. So the first quarter wasn't like that incredible. The second quarter was good. We had yeah. a great second quarter, but like that was the second quarter was where we really blew up offensively. Was it was defensively yeah. in the first quarter. They dominated second quarter. The defense looked great. And then the third quarter, the defense allowed them to score points. And so, um, I don't know. It seems like we're turning into a team where the offense feeds off the defense, um, instead of vice versa, like last year. Um, but the defense needs, needs consistency as well. They don't score that many points if the defense isn't, isn't also slacking. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, Again, it's easy to blame our offensive play calling. I would say that the second quarter, when we were the most effective offensively, we had some conservative play calls. We ran the ball a lot. And then we were got really effective on play action passes, but they were not deep balls all the time. It was Mike Williams at 12 yards running for 40 because we ran the ball conservatively and they all came up. So I don't know. I think it's just execution. I don't know if it's always just we're we're having conservative play calls. It's you have to execute. And right. in all honesty, Justin Herbert needs to check us out of plays. If if there's seven in the box and we can't run the ball, check out of it and and be more aggressive. Kill, I, kill, kill, kill. Yeah, I I still haven't seen that Philip Rivers get up to the line. And, and that's a lot to put on him as a third year yeah, guy. Absolutely. Yeah. But Philip Rivers used to get up there and like look at Keenan and 
change his route at the line of scrimmage type of right, stuff right. where you're getting us in the best possible play. Um, I just, I'm excited for when that part of his game kind of evolves and levels up. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see that. Hopefully we, we do at some point because we all know that Justin Herbert's a smart kid. He can do that. He can pick those plays apart and that will just come with every year of experience for him. So um, every game, every, every game, game of experience. Every game. So, who's to say we can't see that the next few weeks? Him making some changes and he, he came out and said that they're only using thirty percent of the playbook. Didn't he come out and say that like last week? I think Eckler might have said that. Yeah. So it's like I don't. What's holding? I don't know what. what yeah. We're why are we back turning for. pages here? Like, <laughs> yeah. They, start flipping. They're double sided. They Did we forget that the what back, happened? Yeah. Like, there's there's a backside. <laughs> yeah. Did we lose it? Did we not hit the save button? What happened? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, there you go, Gretz. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Cock Diesel. <laughs> Who asked the question? Yeah. Hmm. I see Reiki Hila night before last. She say, Chakra all clogged. Trust in Ekala, she say. Hmm. Woke up this day much improved. Still, offense seems overly simplistic. Hmm. Samurai. All right. Reiki healer. That's that's good. You gotta clean out those chakras for sure. Um, all right. Offense seeming overly simplistic. I mean, if we're only least, using 30% of the playbook, yeah, we're, maybe we're it is. effect we're effective in the pass game, right? I think it's just yeah, that, I mean, that run slash fifty yards passing on the year. We're the number two total passing offense. We need to get the run game and get that more creative with that to match. Yeah. The passing, which is working. I don't know if it's necessarily simplistic, but not we're not balanced. Um, we don't have a balanced attack between the run and the pass. The second quarter of the Texans game, we were extremely balanced and really scary. And look what happens. 20 yeah. points. Um, I guess anytime you question, is this too simplistic? What are you hoping for? Are we looking for like double reverses and hook and ladders? Give me and the like, flea flicker. It, <laughs> yeah, the, you want flea flicker. Statue guess, of Liberty. <laughs> what is it that we're looking for as fans to be more complex or diverse? Um, I just want balance. I want to be able to run the ball and throw the ball. You want to balance. In <laughs> you want some chakra. I want the yin. I want some yin and yang. <laughs> I want points in every quarter for the next couple games. That's what I want. I want the offensive score every quarter these upcoming games. That's what I want to see. And then that's a step towards the right direction and becoming more consistent throughout a game and being more well-balanced to be able to execute. Well, what if it's just three points a quarter? Touchdowns. More touchdowns than <laughs> field goals. More points. I want points. I just want points every quarter, but it needs to be more touchdowns than field goals. <laughs> I mean, you could get a 12-point game. They scored every quarter. If they win, I don't give. Well, Kyle, you just pick apart my fucking theory. So they need yeah. to they need to get rid of that stat of being the lowest scoring team in the second half of football yeah. games. That's got to go away. I think we're like number five in. We're also first the thirty second ranked run off rushing offense. We got to get that fixed. Too. Fix that shit. Got to get comparison. <laughs> Clean out those chakras. Um, cock diesel. Even thank is you. that even after this last game? That was before this last game, but yeah. we still only rushed for 80-something yards, so I can't imagine we leapfrogged a lot of teams. Maybe one. <laughs> I just don't want to be 32nd. <laughs> I just don't want to be last. All right, Cock Diesel, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daniel Wallen. 
Danny. Who asked the question? What's up, brochachos? Okay, okay, okay. So, like, that was freaking groovy. Like, needed a win. A question for you. Do you think if we didn't get that fourth down on our side of the field, people would be calling for Staley's nuts on a spike? I love seeing him go for it personally. Can't later on do. Yeah, that was last year, Staley. And not only that, but he called the timeout because he didn't like the down and distance and really wanted to evaluate the best way to go about it. Mm -hmm. So not only was it like not a rush decision to go for it on on fourth down, it was like, hey, let's make sure this right right play is in here. So he's still, you know, controlled. It's not chaos like some of these other coaches on fourth down. Like what happened with uh, that sack that Mac had. I don't right. know what they were blocking or what they were running on that, but that was not a, <laughs> a very, out. you know, planned out moment. No, you see Mac on the side that you're trying to do that naked boot. You call timeout and switch the play. <laughs> there you go. T. Yeah. T. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Probably... Knowing our fan oh, base, they uh, probably would base, have been calling for called. his head. Yeah. yeah, especially after that Jacksonville game, they would have right. been pretty pissed. Drawing People, um, there were some like rumors last week of like he's losing the locker room. Like who's starting this shit? Yeah, like just stop. This sounds know. like I, Raider fans starting this shit. Really, I just I that that's who <laughs> he is. He's gonna go for it in that situation. Right. Worst case scenario, we trust our defense to only give up a field goal, and then we still have the ball to win it at the end. So. I think everything pointed to going for that. It was a big play in the game. It's huge, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, people were still like new guys to the team. Kavanaugh after the game was was posting on Twitter about how much he appreciates that his coach trusts his players to go make the plays. Um, it's just a continued sentiment. We've not heard anything other than that from the players. I think that's one of the ways that he shows his confidence in the team. And after a game like against Jacksonville, you could very easily change and be like, oh, shoot, let's just punt the ball away. Oh, trust the defense. Oh, crap. Of clearly, clearly his identity, he hasn't given up on the team. That's kind of his way of being like, guys, I'm not done. We're still getting after this. I trust you guys. So yeah, I love the decision. I would have been, that wouldn't have changed my opinion on Staley either way. I think that's just no. who he is. And that's, that's the team we are. There you go. All right, Daniel Wong, thank you for asking the question. Let's move on now to Unanimous. Who asked the question? Who needs to get fired? Second time we collapsed in the second half and almost lost the game. Almost got beat by the Texans again. You're on the other side of this line we have in the sand, <laughs> Unanimous. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, Unanimous. <laughs> We didn't almost nothing. We won the football game. We won game. the game. Yeah. We yeah. didn't Dubs trail on that one, did we? Nobody and gets fired no. after a dub. No. <laughs> that would be a tough way to go. <laughs> what a weird one. Yeah. 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 Uh, unless, actually, I guess if you're Michael Badgley, I just saw that he played for Chicago Bears, was 4 for 4. He was 4 for 4. <laughs> killed it. Cut. Yeah. So He got cut for after 4 for 4. Well, he, he was filling brought in, him in for... Yeah. yeah. He was filling in for Cairo Santos, I think. Is, uh, yeah, he was bad. Poor badge, but he went four for no, four. No, that's good game cut. film. He's the he's going to be the first guy up everywhere else too. To get hired up and fired again. That's yeah. a poor, poor badge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be be tough to fire a guy after a win. It's a dub, unanimous. Let's relish in it. Let's soak it up. Let's. I, you know who I want to fire? W's. I want to fire my negative emotions when I watch that third quarter. That's what I want to fire. Yeah. Because get out of here. We won the game. Because right? get out of here. High get out of here. Emotions. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, feel you unanimous. I hope you feel better. Let's uh, yeah. move it on now. We to, got you. We'll see you next week. We'll, we'll bring see you some, next week. Big we'll guy. have some fun next week.
Next, we have Tom Telesco's burner account. Who asked the question? Feels great to win again, man. Shout out to Salier for being a f***ing wall, man. <laughs> being a wall. Herb leading the league and passing feels right, my brothers. What was your guy's favorite play of the game? Mine was the first TD pass up the seam. Perfect pass and perfect one-on-one block from Jamari. I knew he would be good, but this even surprised me, man. Shit. You guys, man. <laughs> and as always, step on that gas pedal, Lombardi, so we can get that Lombardi this year. <laughs> See what I did there? Bolt the f up and FTR. However, I'm glad they beat that phony Russell Wilson guy. He's so lame, man. He's giving a car a run for his money. And spiller time needs to come soon. <laughs> All right. That was a good one. Um, yeah, All right. shout out to being a f***ing wall. Agreed. <laughs> Way to go, man. <laughs> Way to be a wall. Way to be a wall, man. <laughs> um, all right, well, favorite play of the game? Mine was the Austin Eckler rushing touchdown. It just felt good to just, like, ah, Which just one? finish one off. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> Awesome. Um, yeah, because he had the. I think was one was a ten, and the twenty yard one was pretty impressive. He yeah the, showed a lot of good vision, which was what I feel like we've been lacking with Eckler. Is like, well, just space. He's it seems like space, he's always getting yes. hit in the backfield. Yeah. Like, give him an opportunity to make a cut and yeah. change direction, get upfield, and he can do it. And it, it was just good to see him. Just I don't know, just score again. It just felt like we were clicking when it felt Eckler right, scores. right? Yeah, it just it felt, felt right. right. Felt right. It did. All right. Uh, how about you there, Kev? What was your favorite um, play of the game? It's that first drive on our defense when um, we got, who was it? It was, oh, it was Cleo Mack. Got pressure, lit up uh, uh, the Davis quarterback, Mills. Miles yeah. Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. Sorry, I want to say Miles Davis, not Miles Davis. <laughs> Davis Mills. Pain in, your, pain in your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah. But then, <laughs> uh, but he got in his face, jacked him up, and then um, Nasir Adderley got that pick. Like that yeah. was good the, to see. Nas that was a good combo. And yeah. The first series too, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." No, I just felt great. I just yeah. felt great about the upcoming uh, plays after more. that. Yeah, no, those that was awesome. honorary mention to Eckler going off though. That was all. Yeah, Eckler going off was pretty fantastic. I mean, I, for me, I, I would say my favorite play was Mike Williams just catching the ball in just wide open field with just nothing but green in front of him. Um, but I, I mean, seeing Bandy get the ball, man, I mean, I, I know he's low on the totem pole. He's the, but we saw so many flashes from him in preseason from guys like Easton stick and chase Daniel to see him catching balls from Justin Herbert, you know, no, no dropsies or anything like that. Just ball got to him two two yeah. targets, almost 50 yards. Come on, come on, Bandy, please. So there you go. Tom Telesco's burner account. Thank you. We're asking the question. Let's move it on now to J-Rob. Who asked the question? Oh, freaking Chargers won, boys. It must mean Kevin got his California burrito before the game. My question is, when the heck is it spiller time? Why is the young buck not on the field? 
Fresh rookie running backs are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So let's take a chance, Staley. Sony has had his chance. Let's send the rook in. Caleb, your boy. I blame myself for the shaky uh, the shaky game at the end because I did have a burrito. It was a breakfast burrito. It wasn't California Ooh, burrito. So, so you were halfway there. Maybe that's why we only had half a yeah. good game. I, I had half of what we needed and I needed to eat. So I apologize. I won't do that again. We'll have a dominant performance this week. We need a new second half tradition too. Start the get the California burrito to start the game. What's the halftime meal? Because that's where we're losing steam. We need some more juju going into the second half. Mm. How about these? Your I just gave Adam a whole beans. bunch of these, these espresso <laughs> chocolate beans. I gave <laughs> Adam. Turds. I gave Adam like ten of these before we started. I think I'm gonna. I think maybe these. Let's try these. Okay, there you go. Chocolates. Chocolates. So I can have chocolates. <laughs> it's just um, what you need. And yeah, when when will it be Spiller time? I mean, we we all saw Spiller in the time. I like that. I like what you did there. That's pretty good. Spiller time. Spiller um, time. So I, we all saw in the preseason, we saw a couple flashes and then we saw him hurt his ankle. So it was understandable to not see him in those first couple games. But as far as we're aware, he's back to being healthy. I mean, we haven't heard. It's been a long time. Really specifically that he is 100% been healthy. A while. It's been a while. And yeah, this last game, he was inactive. So what's going on? What are we doing here? What, what's, what's happening with Spiller? I just I want know. to see him get activated. Coach said, like, if when once he's a top three back, he'll get in the game. That's what he said. Really? So, yeah, that's what he said last week. He's like, when he's, you know, when he's earned that top three position, he'll be playing. So, he so basically waiting for one of our guys to get hurt, and then he steps in. I don't know. I don't know. He said three. he said that he or had a good week of practice. Yeah. yeah, he had a good week of practice last week, and he w- wants to see him build on it. So, okay. if he builds on it, Sonny Michelle won't be active. That's just probably what will happen. Here's hoping. So, all right. Well, there you go, J-Rob. Mark your calendar. Whenever Spiller has a good practice, we might see him in a game. Let's move on now to <laughs> Blonded Surfer. He can count on it. <laughs> Who has the question? You'll like the way you look. <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee it. it. <laughs> yeah. There I was on my surfboard in the middle of the ocean. We were 27-7 in the first half, but finished the game 17-7. Not acceptable versus the Houston Texans, but we won, and sometimes he went dirty, even dirtier than the bottom of the ocean. Anyway, stop asking me questions. What am I, Google? Let's table to the turn. Will it be possible to get Bandy some game time from here on out? The baddies go wacky for Bandy. <laughs> the baddies. That's <laughs> Go wacky for Bandy. Um... Well, I mean, we I don't know when, Ke- when Keenan's back. I just don't know. I don't know how he gets in there. I, I would love for it to happen. I He's done nothing but perform who, since he's been who, on the field. But who would you rather see out there? Bandy or Josh Palmer? Josh Palmer is just, it's, I think, I think has a different skill set. It's DeAndre Carter or Bandy. Those are the two playing for the same spot. It's returner slash the little, little guy in the middle that gets open sure, and, yeah, and yeah. is quick. Like that's the same position in this offense, and you're not gonna generally carry two unless you have a lot of injuries. With Jalen Guyton going down and Keenan being out, that's why Bandy got the the look. But with if Keenan comes back, that's the first guy in the total pool to go back to the practice squad. So right. well, I just don't know. I don't know how Carter had great games leading up to this one. So yeah, he was our leading our, rusher coming into this week. We're I only mean, receiver. Receiver. Right. Like yeah. that's the thing. We gotta kind of. It's hard to remember back. 
past one game. But I think the situation is I love seeing Bandy out there. Um, but he, it, I think it's going to be hard for him to stay, stay out there. Just the way we, how deep we are. All right. Well, there you go, Blonded Surfer. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to a free. Who asked the question? Oh, yeah. We are back tonight with the special shout-outs. Shout-out to Electric Eckler for his three touchdowns, making my main sports junkies compadre the Federation regret taking him away. Shout-out to Khalil Mack for his performance on Sunday with a sack and just causing chaos all over the girls like he's used to doing. And a special shout out to Big Sexy Chocolate Jamari Pound Cake. <coughs> I mean, Pancake Salier for his <laughs> smooth performance, keeping our main man Justin Hembert clean. Special question tonight, ladies and gents. Given Salier's play on Sunday, what fancy restaurant are we taking him for to for dinner to positively reinforce this monster performance? Stay sexy, bold fam, because you know the vibes. We outside. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> I love the catchphrase. I like that <laughs> sign-off. Yeah. yeah, it's a great sign-off. Um, All right. Jamari Salier, where are we taking him for din-din? International House of Pancakes. <laughs> Ooh, All like day. It. If he like pancaking, it. he get pancaking. <laughs> Whatever else he wants. <laughs> Whatever else he wants. <laughs> if he pancaking, he's getting pancaking <laughs> and whatever else he wants. And, you know, it's his special it's like night. <laughs> Some bacon, special boy. Yeah, whatever you he want wants. Chocolate chips on there, Jamari. We take care of you. Yeah, you want. We got funfetti. It's on us. <laughs> we got pumpkin for October. <laughs> Good spice. <laughs> oh man. Well shit, Kevin, you like took the best answer like right out yeah, of we're the gate. Done. How do we got, right. Where else do we Fire go? Fire bolt. What do you got for him back? <laughs> uh, uh maybe the Burger King is he's the king of week mm. four. <laughs> I wouldn't take him to In and Out because he's staying, you know. So that's true. That's true. Can't take him there. Kevin's on his puns. A game tonight with the puns. <laughs> yeah. The dad to, jokes are coming in hot. Yeah, coming in fast and furious. Spend a lot of time with your kids. Extra daddy right now. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Take him to five guys to remind him of all five guys he played better than this, uh, oh. this last uh, week, maybe. I don't know. I like that. I feel like there's some good ones out there, folks. If you've got a better one than <laughs> El Pollo Loco, like what are we doing here? Guys? He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we can take him to islands because you can put him on his own and he'll be fine. Oh my god, you're taking him away. <laughs> I want to see other people. Other people, if you've got better ideas for restaurants, put him down. Islands, in the pretty good. Cheese fries are rad. <laughs> All right, a free. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Friar Bolt, who asked the question. Who? That was a close one. <laughs> Chargers played a really good first half, but came out flat after the half and gave the Texans a chance to come back. <laughs> Sally also played a solid game at left tackle. What changes does the defense need to make to be more prepared for the Browns? Oh, we lost Kill Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, come back. Kevin, that was kind of a you. sexy baby. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make the baby so sexy. So sexy. You can't help. Can't help you it. can't help it. Um, all right, what changes does the defense need to make to be more prepared for the Browns? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys a sexy second. widow baby. Let's continue the show. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna start answering, gonna and you guys giggle get it, it out. out. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. it's, the defense. All it has to do is be be better at stopping the big plays. And it, uh, what's crazy is the big plays are coming off of running plays the last two weeks. Um, that big can't happen against plays. the Browns. <laughs> No more running plays. No more running plays. Stop it. <laughs> My final answer. Uh, well, they, they better figure it out for next week because it's going to be pretty big against the Browns. So <clears throat> no big runs for the Browns, I think, is essential this upcoming week. Yeah, keep them under they're gonna be. They're going to run it on us. Run. They're going to yeah, run yeah. on us. They're going to yeah. have a lot of time of possession, but just nothing, nothing. If they can keep them under, you know, Nothing over a 10-yard run. I think we'll have a pretty okay day against that team. And if the offense could come out and score quick, try to force the Browns into throwing the ball, that'll help out the defense immensely. <laughs> I'm shook. Shaking it up. I'm yeah. shook. All right. Another coffee Sexy baby. Gotcha. All right. Friar Bolt, thank you for asking the question. Uh, let's move it on now. Good voice request. Too much for me, <laughs> I man. love it. Let's move it on now to Droctagonopus. Certified fresh octagonopus. Doctor octagonopus. <laughs> Final answer. Doctor o- octagonopus. <laughs> certified freshicus. Who has it's the like question? A, it's like a uh, doctor of the octagon. A puss. The puss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Can coach take a look at the third downs we failed to convert in the second half and see what actually happened to see why we didn't convert. They must have friends. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all right. I don't know. I love it. Coach, can love you take the, a look at it? Yes, I will. Take I love the direct it. asks. I'll ask. I'm actually going to look at this for Coach's Corner on Thursday. So we'll have some game film to break down. Yay! You guys ask and I'll do it. It's hard for me just to come up with what to look at on film sometimes. Kyle asks us and we're like, I don't know. What do you think? He's like, I'm just like, I don't know. know. (laughs) tackle. I'm like, I'm not looking (laughs) detackle. Yeah, it is. a. It's a great question to look at one game. Third downs that we failed to convert. Don't ask coach to be like, hey, can you look look at the last 10 years and see why we (laughs) fucked up? Yeah, why is the defense not What happened in the last 10 years? Why haven't we won a Super Bowl? Yeah, why why hasn't that happened, coach? I don't know what the bottom of it is. Figure it out. Um, (laughs) You can get all that on the NFL app, right, coach? (laughs) Sure can. (laughs) They got a playlist waiting for me to break down. <laughs> All right, Doctor Octagonopus, thank you for <laughs> asking the question. Tune in Friday. It's better at Doctor Octagonopus. Doctor Octa. Oh man, let's move it on now. <laughs> it's just falling it. off. The, his wheels are falling off. I love it. Let's move it on now to Humboldt County fan who asked the question. In the quarters that Texans game were all named after Star Wars movies, they would be. The Rise of Salyer, The Return of the Mac, 
the bandy awakens, and the echeler strikes back. <sighs> Even Sith Lord Jerry Tillery looked good. <laughs> <sighs> Michael Bandy seemed to provide a keenness dimension to our passing game, while Lindsley renewed presence at center and Salyer looking more like an offensive rookie of the year candidate at left tackle made the O-line's performance more than serviceable. That is pretty far removed from the mess it seemed to be in just a few days ago. Perhaps my lack of faith is disturbing, but I am wondering if you all think our team depth is starting to live up to our preseason expectations, or am I just overreacting to a win against a shitty Texans team <laughs> that we almost managed to blow again in the second half? those pirate hookers with a lightsaber in the dark side <laughs> and their bitch ass quarterback too. K love you bye. <laughs> Sith Lord Jerry Tillery was the name of Jerry Tillery. <laughs> uh, oh, I do I don't think the Texans are that bad. They have been in every game they've played. They're True. not. They have not been blown out yet. They've been in every game they've played. So right. they tied. I, th- I don't think it's safe Pete's to. Sake. I don't think it's safe to say. I don't think it's fair to say that we beat them. So we're, you know, we barely beat them. So we suck ass. Like I, I wouldn't say that. Right. No, they're, they're yeah, they are the depth, winless. The but depth is real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Finally, like, even if our backups are beating the Texans, that's a good. That's a good thing. Last year, our backups could thing. not beat the Texans. Right. We got riddled with COVID and we lost to them. So. This year, we have a lot of backups playing different spots, and we were able to get the victory, which should have been a very comfortable victory. I think those are all good things. You want to learn from, learn lessons like, like from the bad things you did in a victory as opposed to a loss. We won a game. We won a game. That's a W on going towards making the playoffs. That's all that matters. Let's learn from the other stuff and fix it. Obviously, the second half wasn't good. We know that. The team knows that. They got to fix it, but they learned with the victory. There you go. Thank you, Kyle, and thank you, Humboldt County fan, for asking the question. Let's Great move question. on now to DG, who asked the question. Certified Fresh? Yeah, Certified Fresh. How can you put the journalist and sports journalist if, when Coach Staley mentions Sebastian Joseph Day, had an owie hoo-ha that you don't know what it is? Were you born an adult? Wait. Oh, yeah. He said he had an owie. I, this was my favorite part of his press conference at the end of the game. <laughs> he just had an owie. Like, it just literally he had an owie. I do this shit all the time. He is a he is a father of young kids. Yeah. I say Wawa all the time when I'm thirsty. <laughs> when I need Wawa, it means water. Okay. That's just Everybody reality. Knows that. Everybody yeah. knows Justin, that. Justin, you want a Wawa? I'm going to get a Wawa. You want a Wawa? Do <laughs> you have an owie? Yeah, that fucking owie? hurts. That you want me to kiss it and make it better? Yeah, my hand fucking hurts. I have an owie. Yes, it's true. Yeah, I got an owie. It's good. I'm fine. It's just an owie. Just a fucking owie. Yeah. Yeah. That was his quote. It's just a fucking owie. <laughs> get off my back. Uh, Leave it alone. It's an owie. Uh, but I love Coach. Honestly, if you go watch that clip again, Coach said it. And realized he had a dad moment. You could see it on him. He's like, oh shit, I just called this I thing just an owie. I just called the sports injury an owie for yeah, a grown I'm, man. It made me so happy that I'm not the only one that does that shit. Um, and and f- for the record, I don't think the journalist didn't know what an owie was. I think he was looking for clarification. Like, oh, what owie? Like, what are we 
talking about here? Did he? He's at his hand. It's like did an he owie. Get a paper cut? Is he blow his kneecap? Like what happened? Like it's what? F- what's yeah. an owie? It's like, a fucking owie, man. <laughs> it's an owie. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, DG. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to the broads. Oh, who asked the question? We won. 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 Got to do better. We won. I tried. You guys were being loud. And I'm trying not to wake up my whole house. What was your favorite moment from Sunday's most beautiful game? And how much did you cry when Salier got a game ball? What a great time to be alive. We won! We won! We won! We won! We won! We won! won. (laughs) This is the kind of attitude that we need, though, guys. We won. Second half didn't look great. We won. We won. We won. Um, Yeah. Favorite mo- favorite moment was Salier getting the game ball. Honestly, like that was yeah. pretty rad. That was I, I mean, giant hands holding that tiny hands. little button of a ball. It's not often. <laughs> you guys, you got throw him a, a Nerf picture. ball. I gotta go back and look at that it's again. Like, I, didn't they notice. A, I feel like they gave Eckler a real size ball, and they gave they gave Salier a Nerf ball. Like All they right. had to have. We gotta take a pause real quick. Let's go find a picture of this. We've talked about it. Oh too my much. god! Pause. Look at that thing. <laughs> that is insane. That looks like a. It looks like a Nerf football. Look at well, Eckler's ball. I mean, you look, look at Eckler's ball. ball and you look at his. They look the same size, but they he's don't. such a big boy. He makes Eckler's is like, like the size of his forearm. And Sawyer's ball, it, it looks like a little potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a football. Coach, did you give him a potato? <laughs> is that what you Coach, did? Get him a real ball. Fries. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, man. It, wow. <laughs> Just his frame and the size of his hands. It, it's an optical illusion. It makes it, it really look so much smaller than what it is. But God, that what a what a moment. What a great moment of that's the game. The, that's the moment right there. Look, look at, at his smile. smile. Look at that. Yeah. So sweet. Uh, and I, I heard I heard that he was getting it like put in a case and he was going to give it to his mom. No. Oh, oh my God. Kill Come me. On. How cute is that? I love oh my it. God. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you're all over the map tonight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! I'm gonna need some ibuprofen after this. <laughs> I know so my much. eyes still aren't the same after that one we're, baby we're close. question. We're almost there. <laughs> the baby, the sexy baby guy, <laughs> got me. All oh. right, well, the broads, we love you so much. We love. And thanks for representing us. We've been. I watched all your videos. I love it. Thank you for keep it up. Yes, be safe so out there on the road. And we go out to Basketball Fam with our old favorite, Jeeves. The D is silent. The D is silent. Who asked the question? It was awesome, baby! <laughs> well, the first half was, baby! But I'm not gonna do that, baby! I'm gonna bring up our second half struggles, baby! Oh, I'm not gonna do that! <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about Lamboody conservative play calls, baby! No, no, no! We're shamelessly positive, baby! And that first half was incredibly awesome, baby! We got too much to celebrate, baby. We got an egg sighting with three tunnies, baby. We got a bandy sighting, which was crazy awesome, baby. We even got to look at possibly right tackle in the future, baby. 
There was too much awesome to be upset, baby. <laughs> I can't wait to see the Jags again, baby. And hopefully it rains because that boy Trevor had butterfingers, baby. You see the pirate biatches and the donkeys, baby. Wilson is straight donkey shit, baby. <laughs> they look like they were talking to each other, baby. They're saying, no, I suck. No, I suck. Watch this, baby. Okay, okay, baby. My question is mostly for coach, baby. What is our issue with running the ball, baby? <laughs> What's the weak link, baby? We got beasts in the in the trenches, right, baby? What is it, baby? Let us know, baby. Baby, dick out, and it feels great, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> The Raiders <laughs> killing my baby. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> prime Jeeves. Right? Oh, oh, shit, Primo Jeeves. <laughs> I was on booty. I started laughing at the booty. Oh god. That's really funny. Oh man. <laughs> Don't take a shot every time I said baby. You'll <laughs> Don't be dead. Don't do it. You're so Don't dead. Don't do it. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kyle, what's wrong with the running game, baby? <laughs> I don't know. I think if I had the answer, <laughs> if I knew they would know and they would fix it. So I don't know. The only thing I could come up with is execution. Like we're just, we're not getting to blocks and staying on blocks long enough. It's, it just seems like um, we're there for a second and then they're getting off block. I don't know. We're just not sticking on blocks. It's like the only thing I could see as I'm watching the game. Um, I don't know why it's so different than last year with a very similar offensive line that should be better in the, like in the middle, at least. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't see, I don't see a lot of block. Like I remember a lot more polls last year. This is just as a general fan. I haven't looked at stats for how many times we pull. Um, I just remember last year thinking like, wow, that was a big pull that just cleaned out that whole side and really opened up the running lane. It seems like a lot more zone stuff. Kind of like you said, Kev, getting wide and instead of just attacking downhill with some power, um, more man scheme blocking. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I'm hoping that we just get downhill, put the fullback in there. Let's just be Horvath bigger and stronger than him. Behind him, Kelly, go get us a whole bunch of yards. That's just like, I just want to see that start the game so you can kind of just yeah, pound that defense just to be like, hey guys, we're here. And then you can start mixing it up. That's what another I want to see. Another thing that I saw that I don't know if it's consistent, but our wide receiver splits are real tight to the line of scrimmage even when we're running the ball. Hmm. And it, it seems like Keeps get the, out. Everything in. Like, Get out of there. I want to, I don't want to see like just get out of there. If we're running the ball, get I don't want extra there. guys in the box. I want to be able to see clearly who the blocks are and Justin could check out of it easier if he sees numbers in the box. I don't know. It just seems like it's a really congested box, even when we're running the ball. Spread the thing out. Get those wide receivers out of there. They suck at blocking. 
You heard it here first, Jeebs. I don't know. There's the answer. <laughs> that was a great script, and I, we laughed the whole time. So thank yeah, you very much. Thank me. you, Jeebs, and thank you, me. everybody. And also, way to not bring up the second half while bringing up the second half. <laughs> it was, that was ingenious. Subtle. We Subtle. saw what yeah. you did there, Jeebs. Yeah. <coughs> All nope. right. Well, Jeebs, thank you, and thank you, everybody, for asking questions. Again, you guys make these episodes what they are. Great scripts this great week, script. folks. Thanks, great guys. scripts. So Love fun. it. So fun after a game that we win. Um, but that I think is going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? Uh, it's, it's so much fun. This was winning fun. Gonna, weeks that we win is so much more fun. Oh my god, yes. winning weeks are weeks better. Weeks that we win and we laugh as much as we do, I think we're all going to sleep pretty good tonight. So, yeah. Um, yeah. all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any play. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye, baby. baby! And now, a word from our sponsors. Sunday. 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 Get ready for the Helmet Car Demolition Derby. Watch Susie the Slammer take on Night Train Nikki. One night only. One night only. One night only. Be there for hot helmet on helmet action. No targeting penalties this night. Keep your flags at home. Helmet Car Demolition Derby. Be there. Be there. Be there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.